0: There
1: is no better of power forms of the shrubby
0: Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Today, I'm delighted to be speaking to a Chelsea gold medal winning nursery. Director of Howard Nurseries in Norfolk, it's Christine Howard. My thanks to Westland Horticulture, sponsors of this podcast, and, of course, my long-suffering producer, Charlie Jones. Goodness, my head's absolutely spinning. I went to uh, the Four Oaks exhibition, uh, the trade show for nursery people and growers uh, up uh, near Jodrell Bank, met so many people, Uh, They had, I think, 60 new plant launches there and all kinds of gossip picked up in the pathways between the exhibits. And then uh, I went on the next uh, Friday, just two days later, to the graduation ceremony for Riddle students. Great to see all those young people going up onto the stage and picking up their awards. You know, our industry should be in pretty healthy hands with uh, all those bright-eyed and bushy-tailed young people. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I nipped into London on Saturday. My granddaughter's just moved into a flat, starting her first job, uh, and and the flat had a garden. You know, well, we can't have gardens looking derelict, can we? So we took a few plants and spud up a bit of ground and sort of give her a start. I'm not the, not sure whether she'll keep going. I think granddad will have to go up again and do a bit more of that. And then uh, on Monday... In Birmingham, it was the Glee exhibition, whereas Four Oaks is very much for those who are growing things. Glee is an exhibition for uh, the garden centre people who are selling stuff, garden furniture, all the landscape, hard materials, that kind of thing. Uh, But I'm interested, of course, in all the new new products, the fertilisers, the composts, what people are doing with recycling pots and... Well, just the general trends. You know, they tell me in 10 years' time, we won't have shelves stacked with chemicals. Uh, Quite the reverse. When you go in, the people who were on the till will be ambassadors or shopping helpers who uh, will just chat to the people who uh, visit, give them advice and help them to make choice. And once you've made your choice, you just order it on your mobile phone, go and have a cup of coffee in the restaurant, and as you go out, it'll all be there parceled, ready for you to put it in the boot. And at the Four Oaks show, there were quite a number of new plants being introduced, and I was interested in a new hybrid between Petunia and Calibricoa called Petchoa, actually the one that uh, I've been growing this summer at home. Has come from Sakata uh, in Japan and it's called Beauty Cow in five really quite uh, eye catching and unusual colours. Doesn't need to be dead headed, you just give the plants a shake uh, and the dying flowers sort of fall off and it flowers and flowers. It's been pretty good too standing up to rough weather, uh, so I think the Pachoas are worth watching for next year. They should have the multi-flowering habit of the calibrachoa and the flower size of petunias. I'm fiddling about too with sunflowers. A long time ago I saw in Sweden where uh, one of the research stations had cut the top of a sunflower and grafted a multi-headed sunflower on top of it. And so I've been having a fiddle with that and really it's working quite well. You need to have the sunflower stem of a similar thickness to the graft you're going to put on the top, and then you can have either a saddle graft, which has two slanting cuts on the stock that go up in a triangle, and then a V cut into the scion, and you fit those two together and just strap them together with a piece of a strip of polythene and in ten days or so, remarkably, they just graft together. The other alternative is to do the reverse. You just cut a slit down into the stock and then cut two pieces off each side of the sign and slip that in and tie that. And once again, within a matter of days, it's sealed and you can have a completely different kind of uh, sunflower on a very strong growing stem. I was interested too to hear that uh, His Royal Highness the Prince of Wales has uh, agreed to be patron of the Rhododendron, Camellia and Magnolia group. I hope to have the chairman on the group to speak to us uh, in the near future just to tell us what they do. There's a tremendous collection of magnolias going into Canterbury Cathedral, I believe. And when it comes to gardening and vice, recycling and sustainability is very much on the cards these days. And so I took a stroll round our local allotment just to see how active the recycling is. I'll tell you, there is some ingenuity now on allotments I saw a raised bed made of a big tractor tyre growing rhubarb. Somebody had very cleverly cut six-inch lengths of old hose and used that, bent at a 90-degree angle, to slip over the end of canes to make a series of frames. worked very well. There are, of course, plenty of pallet-recycled compost bins. There's uh, windows from the double-glazing people as cold frames. There's one-litre drinks bottles with the uh, bottom cut off and then inverted and plunged beside tomatoes and peppers so that when you water them, the water doesn't just run off but goes right down to the root. I'll tell you, the ingenuity of gardeners is uh, unending. my guest this week uh, is a very lovely young lady Christine Howard uh, a director of Howard's Nursery a wholesale company producing uh, hardy perennials and grasses Christine, can you set the scene for us a little bit uh, and explain just what you've got how big an area Uh, you have as a nursery and what you're growing
1: well we're in the actually in Suffolk but right on the Suffolk Norfolk border yeah so we've got a good location we grow herbaceous perennials we have the field side of production and the container side of production we've got about I think it's about 25 acres down to the field production and um, we have the container area and then the rest of the land is on a crop rotation of arable crops and we've been going it's 49 years this year and we supply we're wholesale and we supply all over the country Um, it's amazing where the plants go each week yeah
0: Now, can we just go back a little bit? Uh, Because your dad started the business, didn't he, with um, Mr Cooey? That's right, yeah. They were both um, just nursery workers at Blooms, I believe.
1: That's right, yes. Um, I believe they both met and they both had a passion to to want to start their own business. Um, David's parents had an allotment, um, literally a couple of fields away from where we are now. Um, So they had the lands and um, David and Nick, um, started up propagating plants there um, then I believe the, the the property or the land we 're on now came available as a small holding and um, they managed to purchase it um, and we 've been really fortunate over the last forty nine years that with all the land that 's come up surrounding the nursery we 've able to buy so we 're very in a lucky position that all the land joins so Moving around the nursery is um, is really easy,
0: and it's pretty free draining, isn't it? I mean, one of the requirements with uh, field grown perennial flowers, you've got to sort of be on the ground right through the autumn, winter, and early spring.
1: Yes, we're really lucky with the land we are. It has got for the field production. Um, it is, it's really good um, soil. Some of it's not as light as perhaps we'd like for for digging for the winter time, but. Um, after all these years, we know which fields, where to put which plants. Um, and one of the fields, for example, which wasn't really good, which was really um, clay, we've actually put two reservoirs there. And 7 million gallons of water we collect each year now. Um, the reservoirs are completely clay-lined from the site. Um, so it's, it's just getting to know your soil and working with it.
0: Yeah, amazing. You must be very proud of what your dad did, and he must be pretty proud of, of you, actually, you know, second-generation daughter taking over the reins.
1: I think it's teamwork. It's having the right team around you as well. Um, and also, he's obviously got the knowledge and experience, um, which I've been able to learn from. Um, but, say, having the right staff around you and having the right team it is a massive, massive help going forward.
0: And most of your staff are local, I believe, which, I mean, in this day and age is unusual because a lot of nurseries have agency um, immigrant staff, yeah. don't
1: they? Yeah, we are, we are really fortunate with our staff. We've got a fabulous staff. Um, quite a few of them been with us 25, 30 years, and, and that's part of the skill um, and knowledge they have has helped make the business as strong as it is. But it's always really crucial to have that next generation coming through, um, thinking ahead um, with the next succession of staff coming through. Um, we've just had one lad complete his apprenticeship with us. Um, we're in the middle of interviewing for another apprenticeship. And we're also really keen to support the high schools. I think this summer we've had at least seven or eight um, youngsters from the local high schools just getting work experience during the summer, you know, like, learning about coming to work, working in a team, that sort of thing. So it's, it's really nice to, to have that next generation coming
0: through. Well, it's very good to hear that. Actually, next week I'm at the graduation ceremony for Riddle College and it'll be good to see uh, young people there passing yeah. through, yeah.
1: I'm actually an ex-Riddle student myself, so it's quite good.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. I, I should have remembered that, shouldn't I? Yeah. Should have been in the introduction, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now... Can you give us some idea of numbers? I mean, because when we talk about uh, 27 acres or something like that, uh, doesn't give any idea to numbers. I mean, when I was there two weeks ago, there was a bed of rudbeckia in full flower. Absolutely stunning. I mean, there must have been thousands of plants there.
1: Yes, it's quite scary when you think about how many plants we um, produce. We must have, just in the bare root alone about i don't know 300 400 000 bare root plants in the field at the moment and that's like a like a guide figure yeah. um i think we it's about over 150,000 varieties we actually grow which it, it's a lot because all those different plants they need to be propagated either by root cuttings top cuttings seed um so it's just, just knowing your plants knowing your product
0: Yes, could you just sort of take us step by step through a crop like the Radbeckia or Phlox or something like that? Uh...
1: Yeah, Phlox are really, Phlox are one of the interesting crops along with like Cranbees or Anchuces, they're actually a root crop um, so we would um, lift them up just sort of like about, about October, November time and we would take the strong roots off, we would line them into black boxes to store them so then, over the winter time, we're going through taking more cuttings off those roots. so we're probably taking about an inch off each root. Then we would be either putting them straight into a plug tray or for example, with the flocks, um, which are an amazing root. They're like lead um, sort of pencil thickness, so take about an inch off that root, bundle them up, put them into a sand box, um, cover them with sand put them into the glass house, leave them there for a little while, just so they start shooting, probably to about March time, and then we'll start transferring them into plug trays. And um, then you've got your plant coming through in the plug tray. We'll then transfer that once uh finished in the glass house to shooting. They'll go outside to harden off a bit more. And then when the time's right, May time, we'll put them into the fields with a, a field planting machine. It's a fantastic process, I love it when you go in the glass house and you can see those roots being propagated and then you know like we were planting in May and by the October time you're going to have a fantastic plant that's able to be sold.
0: So those are saleable in about 12 months then you lift in October, select out some of those strong roots.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing process.
0: And and when I was there, the scent from them—I mean, it just means summer to me. Yeah. When I was on the uh, show circuit, when you went out into the sort of mid-late summer shows into big marquees, the smell of flocks. Mm. I think it was Blackmore and Langdon used to have really big stands of them. Yeah,
1: no, they're, they're looking really good this year. The foliage is looking really good. All the field-grown plants are looking fabulous. It's a fresh field for us. We've we've rented this field this year to give some of our land a rest, but the plants are looking absolutely amazing. They're they're just like smiling at you. They look so lovely. (laughs) I
0: I love that term. And and, and then when I was with you walking round, we looked at that really big bed of geranium rosan. Yes.
1: (laughs) It's amazing where they all go.
0: Now, do I remember correctly... Did you have twenty thousand of that?
1: It could possibly be yes. It's um, yeah, that is such a good seller.
0: Yeah, uh, and why is it so popular?
1: I suppose it's it's a good it's a good garden plant. that The foliage is good. The the colours good. Um, it looks good in a pot too. Um, you know, when you plant it out, it's gonna it's gonna do well, which is what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and sort of flowers pretty well non-stop, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Now when we're in the container area leaving the field grown plants to one side for a minute you have three different pot sizes don't you?
1: Yes, Um, we have the square nine centimetre pot which is ideal for say a garden designer to be planting out we also find they come into their own in August for garden centres because they're like a small plant that you could be taking away as a memento of your visit somewhere We've also got the two-litre pots, and we have five-litre pots as well.
0: And then quite a big lot of grasses.
1: Yes. um, Grasses are are really good for us. Um, I believe my father went over to Germany in the 90s and got a lot of stocks which were true to type. So we've always kept those stock. We have them in the field, and um, it's an amazing job that we do in February. Um, the, The field stock are lifted. And um, you have to be really strong. You're, like, getting two forks to, like, pull the plants apart um, because they've established so well.
0: Now, now, can you can you match that then, Christine? I mean, we haven't described you. You would be sort of middling size, wouldn't yeah. you? you
1: <laughs> yeah. You've got
0: the energy to be one side of these forks. Don't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it does involve teamwork. But, um, yeah, that they're, they're really tough plants to divide. So, yeah, it is down to teamwork and um, and and, yeah, a lot of strength, too, for the team. But that, and the, even the root structure of the, of the grasses is amazing when you see them come out of the ground so a lot of those grasses then go back into stock for us we planted in the fields but also they go into the container area and we've actually in the last two years started putting them into peat free Right. just simply as a way of us starting to experiment with the peat free media right. and learning from it um, but yeah they're looking absolutely fantastic now
0: yeah, well, when I was there, there were two or three tall ones with the seed heads just or flower heads just forming. Uh, they were really attractive.
1: Yeah, they are. They are
0: lovely, and um, they look fantastic in the fields too. Yeah. So, so what's the fashion at present? I mean, uh, I remember seeing under a shade house quite a big lot of ferns. So, so, I mean, is there a trend of any kind that uh, you can detect? Um, I suppose
1: ferns for us are something we've started growing more of um, to meet demands. I would say grasses are, are still fashionable and looking good. Um, I think this time of year, you're still wanting that little bit of colour coming through. So we've got dahlias at the moment as well. Um, but yeah, it's a real good cross-section at the moment that's um, going through the dispatch.
0: Well, when you mentioned dahlias you know i have to mention david howard
1: yes was where? that
0: was that named after your dad
1: yes um he found it um which I, before he went off on national service i think he found it um in the bishop of and um he gave it to my grandparents to look after and said don't do anything with it and uh, when he came back from national service they would actually released it and um Yes, yeah, the rest is history. It's, it's, a, it's got an AGM and um, it, it's amazing where it goes all around the world.
0: I mean, that's an amazing story. I didn't realise that. Yeah. So your dad found it when he was a teenager.
1: Yeah. And um, so he had that eye for plants right back then. Goodness. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, it, it's quite lovely to see when, when I go round and I see the dahlia the, and my dad found it.
0: And it's such a good variety. You know, there's not many days that. Uh, how many years is that? Goodness, we're talking sixty years.
1: Mm, well, he's eighty next month, so I don't know how old he would have been when he had done national service.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I mean, um, I did national service too, and it and it ended um, at about your dad's era, I would think. Yeah, yeah must
1: yeah. have been on the last few three But it's yeah. a fantastic plant, though. The foliage is lovely. Um, and the colour of the flower, and, um, yeah, it's lovely.
0: Yeah, amazing. Now, talking of dahlias and thinking about shows, uh, you do quite a lot of contract growing of um, container plants, container herbaceous, uh, for Chelsea show and for other shows.
1: Yes, um, it's been amazing. Um, I believe, I think the first Chelsea Show Garden. We supplied was Mrs. Knowles in the um, I think it's late 80s, um, and I think that got my father got the bug of growing for Chelsea. And um, I think it must have been from early on in the 90s, um, right, right through to even like in the last few years. We've we've had the privilege of growing for many Chelsea gardens, uh, which has been an amazing experience to not only work with those designers, but also to get the skill and knowledge to be able to grow those plants. Um, it's absolutely crazy at the time when you're moving plants in and out of the greenhouses and the polytunnels. Um, I remember Digitalis going in and out of the glass house like nearly twice a day sort of thing sometimes, <laughs> and I was But to be able to, to say, I've done that, and, and to be able to have the feel of the plants, for how you get them up to the standard for Chelsea is... Um, yeah, amazing honour to have, really.
0: Yeah, and, and it does take some skill. And I remember your dad telling me that the important thing was to get the container stock well rooted mm. in undercover in February, just to get it moving that week or two earlier. Yeah. Particularly with things like foxgloves and lupins and aquilegia. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think that was one of the um, one of the things we we used a lot of um, bare root stock for Chelsea. And even like for Chelsea, we would be potting the irises, August September time, for the the following year. Um, so it's having that good plant to start with, to to get you that Chelsea grade.
0: And and then you when you say iris, that's iris germanica.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you grow a lot of those, don't you?
1: We do. I mean, we're at the moment on the nursery. We're a bit fed up of irises because they're um, everywhere. I think we grow about. 40 varieties which is well over a hundred thousand irises um so we've got them being propagated um, through division we've got them being lifted for orders we've got them being potted on our container area so pretty much everywhere you go on the nursery at the moment we've got irises but but come may we'll all appreciate it when they're in flower so
0: (laughs) you will indeed Uh, but, you're, I mean, you're actually selling those bare-root, aren't you? They go out to um, garden centres and things bare-root, the Irish Germanica.
1: Yes, um, it's amazing. It, the idea was, because they last well out of the ground, it was like a memento that garden centres or gardens could have as a souvenir that visitors could take away. Um, it's amazing. They, we put them in a biodegradable bag with um, all points-of-sale And we can put the customer's logo on, barcode, or or make it like um, a little gift for people to take away. And um, they last out of the ground for at least three weeks, um, which is incredible. So the idea is you could put it in your suitcase, go off home, and um, when you get round to it, put it in the garden.
0: Yeah. Um, So, I mean, you're right with it. The present uh, trend to try and do away with uh, plastic pots, you, you know, that's old hat to you. You're way ahead of the field.
1: Well, we keep trying. We, um, we're we one of Suffolk's um, gold carbon charter members and we're one of Suffolk and Norfolk's Green 100 businesses. So the environment's always been a, a real big theme for us, um, trying to think about what we're doing, really. Um, like, we use shredded paper. with packing our bare root plants. There's hardly any... I can't really think of hardly any plastic that's really used, like, in the bare root side of production. Um, we recycle any pots that we do use we wash our um, plug trays so some of those plug trays are like 10 years old so we, we're constantly thinking about where our waste is going to, yeah. just, just to try and
0: help christine it's absolute joy to work with you um you know i thoroughly enjoyed my visit two or three weeks ago uh, and just send my best wishes to you let's hope the weather is kind yeah. this autumn
1: Lovely,
0: thank you. What's on? Well, it's the Cyclamen Society show on the 15th and 16th at Harlow Carr Gardens near Harrogate. And you know the hardy cyclamen, the kind that you see under trees, they'll put up with shade and pretty dry soil. They're fantastic at this time of the year. My brother said that you, know, you don't know where they are until at this time of the year the flowers suddenly pop up out of the ground and then of course leaves follow and you've got the heteropholium types giving you a pretty good uh, ground cover right the way through the winter before the spring or late winter early spring coom varieties come out there are some really stunning varieties of cyclamen so Harlow Car Show should be uh, well worth a visit. And then, of course, there's plant fairs. On the 16th, we've got a plant fair at Henbury Hall at Macclesfield and at Mapperton House and Gardens down in Beamster in Dorset. So, still plenty going on. And, of course, the conditions to garden, absolutely perfect. You know, you can give the lawn a bit of a rake and get some autumn lawn dressing on. You can sow lawn seed. Perfect time to plant herbaceous and stuff. Get the garden tidied up before the clocks alter. Thanks again to Westland Horticulture, sponsors of this podcast, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk.